Hey, Chapin, are we recording? Yes, sir. Outstanding. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. It's Wednesday night. We have a serious show for you. It's all about consent. And we're going to... It's the first part of a two-parter. So we have Saturday's show lined up for you, too. Um, this is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about consent, consent violations, what, they may, what they're made up of, how they happen, how you can avoid them. We've done vi- shows about violations of consent before, um, but we're really going to try and dig down over the next two. So we're going to talk about it right now. The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. I know you're going to dig this. You guys are absolutely going to dig this. I'm your host, Mr. Nominella Trust. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. As I look to my right, your stage left, overriding Randy Andy, a Cersei and Knots, looking fantastic in the corset. Absolutely bootyful. (laughs) Got your bootyful on. Fuck yeah. All right. To, uh, what's, what do I do next? My, no, I already did that one. Uh, As I look around the Panage Gallery... Bandit and Vixen, how are you guys? Welcome back. Welcome back again. Isaac and Faye, how are you guys? In my interactive producer chair, Wall Street. Consent is always beautiful. Cunt-scent, that varies from person to person. (laughs) No one likes a stinky pussy. We got serious, and then we did I have to lighten it up. And then we undid all of it. Yeah. All right. I'm like that kid. Like, you see the sandcastle. It's all beautiful. And I just run in and fucking kick it and destroy that shit. No one can have a good time. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Overriding uh, the video producer chair. I have to follow that. Yeah, you do. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to tell you on that one. I, just... I wouldn't follow it. It's up to you. Not if it's stinky like that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a hard no right there. <laughs> Today's video producer is Chapin. Hi. Are you feeling better now that we got all that stuff squared away over there? Thank fucking God. <laughs> I showed up. He said, I worked everything out. It's all good. I went, you okay. Bullshit. <laughs> you moved the stuff so it didn't work. I'm sorry my homicidal rage from last week transferred in. <laughs> oh. And sound engineer this evening, associate producer for the show, KMFT Mike. What the hell button does this do? Oh, Oh, no. Stay out of that one. Yes. Do not open until December. Actually, just don't open it at all. (laughs) I've heard that too many times. Poor Tiberius. Four plunging corsets. (laughs) Four plunging corsets. (laughs) How'd these get my butt? All right, guys, we're talking about about consent violations. Wall Street. So in an effort to diversify contributions to the show, I've been asking team members to kind of throw around some ideas. And I had a good focus group session, for lack of a better term, with some of the women uh, in our studio. And one thing they thought would be really good to talk about uh, would be the concept of consent. Now, I know we kind of feel like we're beating a dead horse and the horse didn't ask for it, so the horse clearly didn't. Well, you know, can, the horse is dead. Can he give consent? Yeah, well, I don't think the horse can give consent. Necrophilia is a victimless crime. Anyway. <laughs> He's going to die on this hill. Unpopular opinion. If you're dead, it's you don't need consent. <laughs> anyway, but never hurts to have a refresher. Also, right. because I think when we think about consent, we think about the dirty, filthy, disgusting consent violations. And we'll touch on it more on part two. But I think we don't what we don't think about is the lighter day to day consent violations that get brushed off. as. I, I'll, uh, I'll bring up a good one that someone brought like to my interrupting attention that people. I did. Yeah. That's that's a consent violation. <laughs> you know, I'm talking and you just stick your nose in there. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it begins. Right, so, uh, it still starts <laughs> Mr. Just make it sure it was still my show. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's going to get worse. I don't doubt it. All right. But the, the lighter day-to-day things that we don't necessarily think of consent violations, but we just want to be conscious and aware of because we can't fix what we don't know is wrong. So let's learn what's wrong, and then we work towards fixing it. Okay. So there's Go a couple. Dad, tell me all about it. <laughs> there's a couple articles that I pulled from here today. Uh, one of them is from... Um, 
uh, actually, it's not from NCSF, although, yeah, I did those four then. I forgot to link the NCSF article. Uh, National Con- uh, Coalition for Sexual Freedom. God, we love them. Amazing yes, people. Uh, the Yes Means Yes blog, uh, anatomystudio.com, as well, which is a British website. And then I pulled some facts from the uh, UK Rape Crisis Center uh, right. for some statistics as well. Um, could, I like to say consent is uh, one of those things that, um, like many things in life, as I tell my clients, investing, easy to understand really difficult to implement because there's little kind of minutiae that we think we get but we quickly kind of glaze over it yeah uh, because of that uh, consent violations abound in everyday society and while you think the kink community would be better at it we're actually not i would argue we're kind of worse and this is the part that i mentioned beforehand to, to the studio before we went on air uh if i have a friend who says if you're not outraged then you're not paying attention apparently i wasn't paying attention because i learned some shit and now i'm frankly i'm outraged at some of these statistics that i've learned about okay so we start off with a study by ncsf it's a little outdated 2013 here we go they talked about consent violations and they categorized them into two different groups um one would be a violation of a pre-negotiated boundary which is you know hey we're gonna scene please don't do x and then you do x during the scene yeah uh, the other would be more explicit, like not stopping when the safe word is called, like red, and then we just keep going, which mm-hmm. I, I think most people would argue is the more dangerous of the two. Yeah. I forgot how many people were in the survey. It was in the hundreds. It was a good size sample. Uh, 30% admitted to having experienced the first. Yeah, one in three was the, was the yeah. stat I saw. And I was yeah. like, whoa. And one in six experienced the second. One in nine have experienced both. So of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's not, there's nine or ten of us. Uh, yeah, about one of us has gone through both of those, which really fucking blew my mind because mm-hmm. I, I hate to say we're supposed to be better than that, but we really are supposed to be better than that. You know, I would like to think the kink community is the leader uh, or leaders when it comes to consent. We should be teaching our vanilla brethren like what not to do. Yeah. And apparently we're not even fucking listening to ourselves. I'd be really curious, th- those consents, how many were new to kink versus had been in the scene for a while and just didn't care yeah i I, i'm betting that it's more towards the new to the scene and they figure hey it's kink anything goes no i would hope so uh there wasn't data on that but cross your fingers that's that's it's a learning curve that we need to climb um so consent violations come from one of three areas and this was not in the article i kind of threw this together myself so if there's if there's something i'm missing here then please let me know because this is just wall street rambling here Um, i'd like to think it comes from one of three areas um assumptions so this is where we say the vast majority of consent violations yes they absolutely do and i would also say the vast majority of consent violations are unintentional when we do part two when we talk about what happens when you're accused of consent violation keep in mind usually consent violations it's i thought x was okay it's not, and the reason I didn't know that is because we didn't properly communicate, or I assumed something, or you assumed something. Like, there was not a contract. There was right. not a meeting of the minds. We thought right. we had one, and we didn't. Or the, one of us thought we had one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are easy to fix, because then it's just a case of, oh, my bad, let's just not do that again, and then we move on from there. Right. That, that's more than 50% of those. Oh, I, I, shit. And, hey, those of us who've been in the lifestyle for a while, we still make these rules, or, or we still fuck these rules up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Just less than a month ago, a month and a half ago, I did it in this very studio. Yep. Um, that's pretty easy to fix. It's called fucking communicate. Now, again, communication like consent is a very complex word. It sounds simple, but right. again, be explicit. Um, number two, inability consent. This is probably the least frequent where it happens. This is the typical... Um, in the vanilla world, it would be someone who is drunk and uh, consents to sex. Even though they're drunk, they can't consent. Right. Or I would say in a kink scene, if someone is uh, in subspace and maybe something happens or they're asked, hey, can I do this? And they consent. We've had this discussion before. You know, can someone in subspace really consent? And I think what we've landed on, we're not sure, but let's err on the side of caution. Like if you want to try something you haven't pre-negotiated, maybe mid subspace is not the place to do that. Subspace is not the place to talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it ahead of time and then just do it next time. Um. This is, I think, inability to consent. This is where the vanilla world kind of fucks up a lot. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to share a personal story with one of my partners who shall remain unnamed. Um, I was over at their house, and uh, we were hanging out. It was one of our date nights. 
and uh, they had gotten fucking plastered. And it was a planned overnight, so we were going to go upstairs and go to sleep anyway. And we crawled into bed, and she was all over me. And I thought to myself, you know what? I really want to have sex with her, and this this just isn't right. So I told her, I'm like, listen, you're fucking plastered. Go to bed. We'll talk about it in the morning. Um, she fucking bawled her eyes out. And I'll be honest, as a man, it was a little difficult because as a man, you're taught if a woman wants to give you sex, you don't think twice. You just take it. Um, so not that they're the keepers of the sex. No, we're going to do we're going to do a show on that because I think that's one of the few things that you and I are 100 percent on the same side of the fence on. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a Jerry Springer segment that we do. That'll be the fourth show. Yeah. <laughs> And all the women just love it. Just to see how, many, see how many people throw chairs at us? All right, great. <laughs> I'll be a Geraldo. <laughs> well, we'll do, it, we'll do it when you're on the road, and then they can throw chairs at us. Oh, there you go. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but I think that's one of the bigger areas where, where the vanilla world kind of fucks up. Yeah. It's something, and I hate to throw the teenagers under the bus, but that's usually where it yeah, happens. It's usually it's the kids. Very usually much kids. when you're new to alcohol, when you're new to partying, it is very easy to just kind of forget that that line is still there. I I will be the first to admit it. I mentioned this during my revamped hot seat. Like the night I lost my virginity, it was to a woman who was drunk and high on drugs because I didn't understand what this meant. She was all over me and she's like, let's have sex. I'm like, great. Like to me, the fact that Mm -hmm. she was drunk and high didn't matter. It's that she wanted sex. So I gave her sex. In hindsight, it was a terrible thing to do. I would never do it again, but I share that story so you can learn from my mistakes. Right. You, you open yourself up to so many problems. Third. If you do I that. Third, then. Yeah. Uh, and then the third, which is probably the most egregious, and then um, after lack of assumption, the, the more common, the middle of the road, is violation of explicit boundaries. Like, when someone calls red, you stop. It's not hard. Yeah. Like, as Dahl would say, this isn't brain surgery. It's yeah. simple. Like, don't... We're not going to argue about it, because it is what it is. Just stop. Stop. Like... I challenge anyone to try to say that this is okay, because you can't. It's indefensible. It's really that simple. Agreed. Uh, All right. So what makes things really interesting inside the BDSM community is we're built upon the whole concept of power exchange. And I think maybe this is where, why we have consent violations to the extent that we do. Because when you have a conversation about... um, what can or can I not do in the scene? I've said it before, BDSM in a way is theater. So while we like to say everything is kind of pre-laid out and we can understand the difference between acting and not, it's, how do I want to put this? From, to your point, Cersei, from a newbie standpoint, I don't want to say no means yes, but right. there are you know consensual non-consent scenes where that's literally what it is. Right. No literally means yes. Yeah. Right. So well, it's not, you know, I like to say there's a difference between an excuse and an explanation. Right. It's not an excuse. It is an explanation. If someone doesn't understand that no actually means no when they've been told that no means yes. Right. Yeah, you I can see why this out. is a breeding ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, where, you know, no means uh, yes, yes means harder, and pineapple means stop. stop. You yeah. got to, you definitely discuss it out and know if Absolutely. that's the type well, of person you're with. It's that's funny. That communication between your partner because he's definitely one that no means. I want you to try harder, yeah. <laughs> but he knows that with me. That's a com- yeah. communication right. thing between us. He that's knows something that. you've already pre-negotiated. Yeah, yeah it's he knows when it's too much. There's right. a there's a reason they say pick something strange for your safe word. Like mine is banana, uh, because there's no way that can be confused for anything else. Like no, in, unless you're sticking one in my ass. You know, banana <laughs> means stick a banana in my ass. It better be one of those hard green ones because if it's yellow, it's going to just mush. <laughs> Thank you for that fun. image. One of those long plantains that just crack open. You know, you you just, you keep killing food for me. You know I work in this grocery store, right? I won't rest until I've destroyed everything you want to eat. (laughs) I don't want to eat it, but I have to ring it up. (laughs) That's my goal now. When Chapin goes to the grocery store, she just sees things and be like, yeah, Wall Street would put his dick in that. I have to work there. (laughs) He has ruined it for me. (laughs) Clean up on aisle 18. (laughs) I need to quit soon. Not the Oreos. <laughs> Shit. He said double stuff. All day long at work. Stop. And we thought this would be a heavy episode. We're having fun. <laughs> Oy vey. All right. Um, so, you know, while the mantra of the... So let's talk about enthusiastic positive consent. And this yes. is why it's so important. You know, the reason we preach enthusiastic positive consent is that it eliminates any boundaries. Um, 
Or and, clearly defines them. Yeah, I would say, yeah, it, eliminates it, 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 any, any errors. Confusion about where the boundary yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and we don't need to go into the whole topic of, like, how to discuss EPC. We've done shows on that. Maybe we'll revisit it in the future. Yeah, it's awkward as fuck. Like, I remember when... It can when, be. I don't think I don't think it has to be. I, I don't, when we first did the show about enthusiastic positive consent, we we talked about it because we it was right on the heels of the uh, it was right on the heels of the Gillette commercial. Yes. Oh yeah, that was fun. Let's do yeah. that again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and 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 we were talking about enthusiastic positive consent because it was the whole you know do I have to is it okay if I touch you here is it okay if I touch you here is it okay if I touch you here and that's where a lot of pushback for enthusiastic positive consent comes from. It comes from that that angle that yeah, direction right. and. What I learned during that show was you can have fun with that. You can yeah. play with that. You can use your words to redefine those things without having to be like, can I touch your boob? If so, check this box. Well, <laughs> it's not that. It's, it's let me more let, play for kink. Can you hear me now? Can let me sh- let me share with you a real life example. Can you hear me now? It's weird because Good. if you're in the bedroom, you're right. You can sussy it up and make it all that cool. If it's. More vanilla-ish, it can be a little awkward. Like when when yeah when, when Penny and I first started dating, like two months or a month into our relationship, I I you know this was probably a week after I told her I loved her, and I was over at her house, and you know it was just the two of us downstairs watching TV, and uh, we're cuddling, and I leaned forward and I looked at her, and I looked her in the eyes, I said, "Can I give you a kiss?" And that felt so fucking weird, it it because it's the first time I've had to do that. Like it's mm-hmm. the first time I've ever had to tell a girl I'd like to give you a kiss. Rather than just, you know, leaning right. in, even just slowly, just like, <laughs> like giving them plenty of opportunity to pull back. Right. I'm not talking the whole. Are we doing this? Right. Are we doing this? Are we doing this? Yeah, what is it? Are we doing this? Oh my God. But it, you know what? It was beautiful because she looked at me and she smiled and she said, absolutely. And then we kissed. But if you're not used to simple things like me, I give you a kiss, which we'll talk about in show number two. It can get kind of strange. But you know what? You get you get used. Oh shit! I gotta stop touching things on there. All right, you get you get used to it. I'm touching my stuff. And that's different from what day? <laughs> you made him smile over here while he was trying to focus on something. That was funny. You I'm just saying, I'm a producer. I'm low on medication, which means Mr. Happy is pumping right now. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you knocked that off your lap with your. I'm hand. a little hornier than usual. I'm just gonna throw that out there. The nice thing about working from home is that I don't have to be up at 5.30. I can be up at 7.30, which means I can stay up later, which means... Um, where was I? I'm sorry. I'm daydreaming here. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. So enthusiastic positive consent. You know, the, the, the idea behind that is that, hey, if there's something that you don't like, just say no. And, and part of the problem with the just say no argument is twofold. Um from a kink standpoint, obviously, which we discussed earlier, sometimes no means yes. He we brought to make all sure ten and a half clear. inches tonight. Uh, the the other issue is that, and this is we're going to step outside the kink bubble because this, you know, we we like to think ourselves as different from vanillas, but at the same time, because we live in a vanilla society, vanilla right. norms impact us yes. all the time. Yes. Um, so we're impacted by those norms, even if we actively reject them. And societally speaking, it, there are reasons why you would. Uh, not just say no, even though you want to say no. Uh, and I think this is kind of where, not to throw men under the bus, but I'm going to say something, I'm going to pull it back. You know, if, if there's a consent violation, uh, the argument from the gentleman may be, well, they didn't tell me to stop. Okay, I get that. That's, I'm not saying that's not a valid argument. What I think we need to do a better job is educating people, particularly men, recognizing those signs where a partner may be in distress and maybe we should pull it back or stop. And I know what you're thinking right now, Mr. MBT. Men aren't mind readers. You're absolutely right. Yes. So I'm not saying... I said no such thing. I, your, your eyes told me. You were looking it was at me. all over your face. All over we your face. could <laughs> all hear it. Just right. clean that off. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not need a napkin. I'm not saying men are bad. I'm saying men were trained improperly. How do I... That's what I want to say. It's like... It's kind of like... It, 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 if, if you... Um, graduate high school and you don't know how to read that's not your fault that's a function of the school system you weren't properly taught so if you are someone who doesn't understand consent violations you're not a bad person you just weren't taught right that's not anything to be ashamed of rather that's something to say oh apparently I didn't get the tools in my tool belt that I needed so let's go ahead and get those tools nothing wrong with that Um, and and women have to be willing to step up and and speak your mind in the moment yes it's one of those things where and that's still something that I think I think it is changing over time. I look at Stinger Switch 
She doesn't have a lot of trouble speaking her mind. No, she doesn't. And and, and there are others. And I think it is something that is improving. Um, I know personally that's something that I still at I, times have struggled with saying, I'm not really into this, but I might, you know, I, so I don't say no right away, thinking maybe it'll be okay, maybe I'll come around. I've, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. And I don't do it as much anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I told them two weeks ago, I said, you'd be a really good femdom. And they said, really? I'm like, yes, men would line up for you to yes. kick them in the balls. Oh, yes. Yes, they would be excellent. I want to. Stare or switch if you're listening. Kick me in the balls. We'll talk. <laughs> Stand on those things. The big boots. Yeah, and I don't want to let women off the, the hook. The one as well. that Cam FD Mike likes. I don't want to do our part. Yes, there well. is some. Some. I don't want to use the word blame, but there is some responsibility from yes. women to be more vocal. Now, why? Why don't people speak up when they experience consent violations? Uh, I, uh, the example I'm thinking right now is let's pretend that we're all at the corral and we're doing, to your point, a demo, Mr. MVT. Mm -hmm. And there's someone like Emily Rose is tied up on the cross and mm -hmm. you're doing a demo and there's 15 or 20 people standing around. Right. Uh, let's say that you unintentionally right, cross. Right. I'm right up front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about how we usually. Let's say you unintentionally cross a boundary and you do something that you weren't supposed to do because you had not pre-negotiated, or maybe you you hit someone too hard. Or uh, too I'm gonna say I, I can think of something I've done yeah. that are consent violations with her in that exact situation. You fucked up. Anyway. Yeah. She may not say anything Surprise. because she's in a room with 30 other people. Right. She's the center of attention. Yeah. She doesn't mm -hmm. want to bring negative attention upon herself. There's still, I think, and, and again, I don't want to speak yeah. out of turn for women. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think if you're a woman, complaining, I'm going to use complain, voicing objection yes. can still be seen as a negative aspect. Yes. Okay. And, yeah. That, and there can also be people pleasing. There can be not wanting to make a scene and embarrass your partner in that moment. Um, there can be a whole host of emotions that go through the, your head when you do, if you don't want to speak up in that moment. KFD Mike, can you turn Cersei up, please? Oh, I'd love to. When she's, when she's speaking. Where? <laughs> Shall I move this up closer? Let's do it. All right, All right. so... I'll see if I... Yeah, that sounds better. That better? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I moved it up just a little bit. So so we're, we're at 20 minutes, and this is kind of a good break point. Do yeah. we want to go 30, or do we want to go to a second point? I'm worried we may go, like, 35, 40 anyway. Then we'll just take a break. All right. Yep. All right, guys, we'll take, a, we'll take a real quick break. Won't be long. We won't even go the full three minutes and 41 seconds. Or four minutes and 41 seconds. We'll just do a real quick one. All right? Hang in there. Be right back. K101. Shaved testicles make me smile. Shaved testicles make me smile, too. K101. Where the exit signs are lit. So am I. Oh, hey, a viewer email. All this lube on my hands. Hips, don't fail me now. Dear Hot Wife 69, yes, it really is ten and a half inches. Yes, I would love to see your miniature Sarlacc. I had no idea they existed. Can I put my dick in it? Sincerely, all street. Ah, damn it. Nice. Uh, hey, Wall Street, did you get those, uh, your emails? To Whoa! Oh! Oh, um, sorry to interrupt. Did you get those emails, viewers, things answered? Yeah, boss, all finished. Okay, good. K101, now a word from our sponsors. Careful, man! Use it anyway. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nominella Trist. We're in the second segment of part one for consent violations. Wall Street? Yeah. So we were discussing before we right. went to break sort of why someone may not speak up right. uh, against a consent violation. 
to your point, they're in public. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. They right. may be seen as a negative aspect. Um, one thing I love about doing research about this show is that I'm always learning new things myself. Um, there are essentially, you know, when we talk about um, the response to danger, you know, the old fight or flight, that's what we think is ha- would, would happen. And I think that's why... I love how Cersei's shaving her head already. Well, that's Not two always. of the things that can happen. There's three other things. Yeah, <laughs> this is why I didn't know. I learned so, and this is, I think, why we we um, I won't say unfairly, incorrectly, because unfairly means that we're doing it with bad intentions or we're doing it wrongly, incorrectly. We're we're basing it upon some information that is incorrect. We didn't know right. that. Uh, this is why I think we incorrectly criticize victims of consent violations because if they don't fight back. Right. And they don't try to run away. Well, then clearly everything's fine. Then, because, then, yeah, then we just kind of default to it's implied yeah, consent. Exactly. And, and like, we shouldn't. If, if you're in danger, you're either going to fight back or you're going to run. And if you don't do one of those two things, well, then we're okay. Right. Uh, that's where the problem happens. So right. we need to learn that there's more than one react, more than two reactions mm-hmm. when you experience a consent violation. And this is where I mentioned earlier, Mr. MBT, men aren't supposed to be mind readers. Right. What we can do is learn what these other things look like. Absolutely. So if we see it, then we know, okay, this person hasn't said stop. They haven't gotten up. They haven't fought me. They haven't run. But I don't think something's quite right. So maybe we stop and have a conversation first. Mm -hmm. So obviously, uh, fight, physically resist the action. Mm -hmm. Flight, get up and run the fuck out of there. Uh, Freeze. Um, So this is a pretty common one. Um, When I had my most recent consent violation, this is what I did. Um, I knew what was happening. And my body just kind of, like, I don't want to, you know, I will say it. It was involuntary. Like, there was about a split second where I had to decide what to do. And before I could even make a decision, I was like, oh, we're done. All right. The moment's over, right. Yeah, like, I'm like, do I I say stop? And before I could even decide, do I want to say stop? Like, I'm like, okay, this is happening. I can't, like, I I became, like, stiff as a board. And I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. Let's just get it over with and I'll deal with it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The eyes tend to become glossy and glazed over. The body becomes rigid. And clearly something is out of sorts. We're not communicating verbally, but a good dominant would be able to recognize my sub is not. Something, something's changed. Something's changed. Yeah. Let's pause there make sure everything's okay. Um, Let's say partner because it, there right. are scenes where it could go the other way, where the sub does something that the dominant isn't comfortable with. So mm-hmm. the, the other partner in the scene. Yeah, I, subs I, are bratty sometimes. No way. No, no. Um, I, I, I love pretty tied up with all my heart, and she will be the first to admit that she is not really great communicating her feelings, particularly her objections, yes. and that has to do with the environment she was raised. She was right. raised in a very dominating household. In her words, nobody talked about anything. It's just this is what it was. I've learned tricks to tell when something is wrong. Like I'll ask her a question, you know, or I'll propose something. Is that okay? What are your thoughts? What are your concerns? As I like to tell all my clients, questions, comments, concerns. And she'll be like, nope, nope. Like, I've noticed when she's worried or upset, she won't make eye contact. I'll ask her a question. Is that okay? She'll look away. Yeah. I'm like, I called her out on it yesterday. I said, you're looking away from me and you're, you're not looking at me when we're talking. I know that means you're not okay. Can we, can we just pause for a minute? Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it because I want to make sure we're okay with this. And it turns out she was just really grumpy. I said, okay, that's fine. Really, really but grumpy about something else. <laughs> she was no, she was she was grumpy about something else. But the point is, I could tell she was not. Yeah. I said okay. everything. I said everything was okay, and she said yeah, and I'm like no, it's not because you're right. I'm grumpy about X Y. Okay, good. At least I know. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. There's a difference between yeah and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's again. Yeah. That's so it all comes back to EPC. You know, <laughs> octaves. <laughs> octaves. Decibels. And decibels. Yeah. Octaves and decibels. All right. So freeze. Um, flop is very similar to freeze. The difference being that uh, rather than the body stiffening, it actually um, kind of just goes dead. Um, there's theories why this happens, particularly if it's a situation of um, intense physical trauma or emotional trauma. It's a way that the body can process the pain more easily. Um, you know, if if you ever if, if notice, you're rigid, you're going to do more damage to those. Exactly, soft it's, tissues. it's like the idea that if you notice, whenever there's someone is in a drunk driving accident and people I was just die, say that. the person who was drunk is always the one who lives right. oh, yeah. because they're so drunk, their bodies just and they can withstand the physical yes. injury more than the the person who they hit, who's probably right. like right. So Your body went limp. So if, they can... yeah, if your partner just loses physical activity. 
or just kind of meh. like again, these are warning signs. You can that tell you when should... your partner becomes the dead fish. Don't yes. play like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> if if you see them become the dead fish, you should stop and that's, say like, "That's a good time to go." Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Let's have Something's a conversation fishy. before it's, we go further. It's <laughs> playing dead, so the predator leaves you alone. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So if you see this, I was just playing along. I I, fr I, flop. I freeze. Your your flop. Yeah. yeah. I freeze. Yeah. I'm I'm a flopper. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I'm a Charleston, flopper having Charleston experienced in South physical traumas. Um, the flop reaction is the way to behave like nothing's happening, um, condition the body for what's going to happen, and give no resistance. Yeah. It's also it's different. It, you can, par you can if, compartmentalize a lot yeah, better. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If if you're paying attention, you'll know the difference between the person who's in subspace and is um, in and right. just absorbing, Lucy, accepting, Lucy, and, exactly, and loving to the person that has just completely lost all form right. and has checked out. Right. When you can tell the person is vacant and gone and not there and doing the absolute least possible. Um, generally, that's probably the flop phase. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say my subspace is flop as well, but it's the good flop. It's the like I like that's how Doll knows I'm okay. When I get quiet, then she's like, "You're kind of quiet. Are you all right?" Okay, yeah, let's talk. Okay, if you might. For those who have never seen this flop before, is there a physical sign other than the the body dropping? Is there a glaze in the eyes? Is there a, some sort of there physical be, yeah. thing to which, yeah. through your experience, what you can tell us? I, I I know when I've experienced it. I, I'm with I'm with my submissive, and wow, well, I didn't mean to smack the camera. I saw my whole thing move. <laughs> uh, w when I've seen it, it's the the eyes. Uh, actually, the couple times I've I've run into it. Most recently, my partner wasn't even facing me, but it was a she she clearly her demeanor changed, and it wasn't something that was blatantly obvious. It was. Uh, a, a feeling of disconnection, like she checked out. Just, yeah. just a quiet disconnection, you know. Because I mean, usually when I, I'm one who checks in regularly. So when I'm running a scene, if I'm, if I have, if I have fetish model Emily Rose up on a cross, and I'm, I'm giving her the tie and the spanking, we have a dynamic. And anybody who's watched us do this knows what it looks like. Um, she's, she likes to brat. She likes to give me attitude over her shoulder. She likes to talk back. Um. The one time I'm thinking of, I know I was flogging her, and I was I had her legs spread, and I was flogging her backside, and I kind of went up onto the inside of her thigh, and I got a little too close. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. And uh, I could tell immediately it was, she shut off. Yeah. And I was like, ah, shit, that was the wrong spot. I would say, you know, there, there's the physical, is it stiff, or did somebody just ragdoll on you? Not in, you know, that, that that's, you, that you can ragdoll in a good way, but... Yeah. Um, if the person has been vocal to that point and then all of a sudden goes silent. That's what I listen for. Um, the that, way that's a good time to at least check in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way it's been sure, check in. described to me by people who have undergone massive physical or sexual trauma, like rape victims, mm -hmm. uh, prisoners of war, people who've gone through horrendous childhood physical abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that they discuss it is almost like an out-of-body experience yes. like they to the point where they describe almost seeing themselves floating yes. in the air it's a way for the mind to disconnect what's happening so the yes. mind is basically like listen the body's getting the shit beat out of it for mental health we're going right. to cut we're going to cut the cord between the, br yep. man, the, the 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 brain and the body so the brain stays safe and the body's body's fucked but we'll come back to that later right so they 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 come outside their bodies yeah it absolutely is um it's the, it's the only way that you can retreat to a safe place is to no longer be there anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely... At least mentally if you can't get up physically. Well, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, because if you could get up physically, you would be in the fight phase instead. Or flight. You know, or flee right. and yeah. get the hell out of Dodge. So, um, But, yeah, if, you're, if you've experienced that, um, it's actually... <laughs> it's in your internal training mm -hmm. as far as from your experiences it's too easy to do exactly what you knew in past than it is to actually be in a healthy frame of mind if you're in any kind of a, a flashback right um that you're triggered and if you don't 
have the proper coping stuff in place, you go right back to what you knew, which is to escape being inside. You can do that to me and I can watch you do that to me, but that's not me anymore. So I'm not there. You didn't get me. I've taken myself out of the right the picture. If anyone's ever read the book or seen the movie Sybil, uh, my mother read the book and I, I watched the movie. Um, she she took that to the yes. literal extent in yes. the fact that for those who are not familiar, Sybil was, was a case study in the what 60s or 50s. The movie was made yeah. in the 80s, I right. think. So it was it was before well, that. One version of it. Yeah. Um, this a woman who had somewhere upwards of like 40 different multiple personalities and the root cause of it was a incredibly abusive mother to the point where in the movie right. they show a scene where they her mother ties her to the kitchen table with like ropes and just beats the shit out of her like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to watch it's hard yeah. to even talk about but what would happen is when she would undergo that her alternate personalities right. would take over right. so she would just kind of completely recess into her mind as a way of disconnecting that that mind yes. from that body to protect yes. herself okay yeah um, and then, so we got uh, fight, flight, freeze, flop, and then friend. And this is the one that, that gets women, and I'm going to use in trouble. And yeah. I say that because genetically speaking, women do this more than men, and it has to do with hormones. Um, if you can't run, you can't hide, you go basically Stockholm Syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where your captor or your predator is not letting you go, you do whatever it takes to survive, meaning you're going... Ba- befriend the person. You befriend them. You basically, this was the argument behind Patty Hearst. Like, was Patty yeah. Hearst really going around killing people, or was it a case of she was brainwashed, that right. the only way that she was going to survive is she identified with her captors, and then she started robbing banks? I say this is where women get in quote-unquote trouble, because this is easily where we don't understand consent violations. If right. you... Are if a woman has experienced a consent violation, again, I say women because not that it doesn't happen to men, statistically speaking, for hormonal reasons, has to do with the estrogen. It happens to women far more often than men. If the woman says, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, let's keep going. Like, that sounds like consent. And it is right. literally just the opposite. It is it is a life preservation skill to make sure that whatever bad that could happen is not going to happen. Right. It's a way of saying, I'm going to take what I, I'm going to take a little bit now to avoid a, something a lot worse later. It's I'm going to do what I can to survive so I so I can get out of this relatively unharmed. It's typically so they don't end up angering the person that they're with because they know how bad it Because it could get worse. So the yes. more you say sure. yes, the basically your mind's telling you the better it's going to be for you if you say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think some of you who might be watching could be giving a lot of pushback at this point because, you know, well, then how are we supposed to know? What is that supposed to look like? And And my argument would be if this is your partner, you should already know what this person feels like when they're under your hand. Mm-hmm. And if you're not positive, you need to be checking in more often. Right. It's really that simple. And, and I would add to that, you know, no one is perfect. Um, you, if you, let's just throw kink out of it. If you're in a relationship with any person, there's going to be consent violations. Mm-hmm. You will commit them and you will have them committed against you. And that is just the nature of life. Um, the, again, and we'll talk more about this in part two, that doesn't make you a bad person. Right. It means there was a miscommunication or you didn't understand or someone didn't understand or just there wasn't a meeting of the minds. I, I, I can't emphasize enough that this is not a you're terrible for doing this. And when we get into part two, we talk about people who say you're terrible for doing this and how to respond and react to that. This It happens. Like you can't avoid it, but... He, the purpose of this show is to give you tools to minimize it. Right. We're not going to shut it down 100%. Maybe we can shut it down 99 but it's always going to be there. It's unavoidable. Okay. It, it's going to happen because you're going to keep learning. You're going to keep growing. There are going to be new situations that come up. You may not know how to deal with them all. You're going to make mistakes. The thing is to own it and then try not to do it again. Because we're not mind readers. Right. I don't say, oh, you'd be shocked to hear this. I don't say everything that's on my mind all the time. You hear about 90%. I know, right? There's still about 10% I hold back. And if you hear the 90%... Oil prices imagine... would go through the roof. Exactly. If, if you fucking threw kerosene on everything... <laughs> if you heard the 90% that comes out, imagine what I don't say. <laughs> There's like an exorcist running around that house right now. There's a young priest and an old priest, and it's crazy. But that in and of itself is a clown show. <laughs> the point is, though, that it, it's it's inevitable, and in, until we know what everyone is thinking in every, every moment, it's unavoidable. Right. Um, so it, it's the freeze flop and the friend part that, that, uh, creates this kind of difficulty in the communication, the victim, what it comes down to is the victim doesn't look like the victim. Right. Um, 
I had a question that it may have to wait. It may be on one of the future podcasts for us. If you see a consent violation and you're not part of the scene, but it, it's it's one of those, you know, any of the ones that you just described, what do you suggest that we actually do to be able to communicate that properly without really causing the scene, you know, breaking the relationship, the lifestyle? How do you show it? And do you have the right? I have a theory, but I want to hear what everyone else has to say first. I have, a, I have an answer. Okay. What? Can someone fix her mic, please? Actually, not her mic. It's her camera. Just need to point it out or it'll, it'll start reading her again. All right. So we're talking about what to do if we see one. So what, I, I'm at the corral. Like, give me a for instance. I'm at the corral, and I see someone doing a wax scene or a rope scene. Or let's a, make it vanilla. Let's go all the way to the I, vanilla. I was gonna say. Um, let's let's take I, kink out of it for a second. I've been walking on the street and I've seen a man and a woman, and you know he's acting in a way I'm not sure if she's okay. You know, is is she? Is, is a line being crossed? That's one of those things where you're like, do I get involved? It's not my, th you know, I, as, as I get older, I have fewer fucks to give. I walk, I've walked up to him and say, are, I've, I've, I've stood between her and the guys. Are you okay? You know, do you, do you need me to walk with you somewhere? And it's just one of those things where you, you, you kind of have to, you judge the moment, but. Yeah, that, that actually, this actually happened with Fetish Molly and Rose and I. You have to take some responsibility. We were, we were downtown out at a Springhouse tap room. And while we were there, uh, there was a young lady and a man. And they got into some sort of tiff and went outside. And she, I, she had said something to, to Fetish Molly and Rose about uh, M, was, M was wearing a T-shirt, one, one of the podcast T-shirts. And she brought it up. Like, she'd asked Em about yeah. it, and so they ended up having a conversation about it, and the boyfriend was like, you want to do what? You want to do all these, that's just dirty, and that makes you a filthy whore, and blah, 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 blah. And we kind of excused ourselves from the conversation, but we just went from where we were to one table over. Yeah. And we're just like, we'll just sit here, and then uh -huh. if this escalates any farther, and it did, and Fetchman and Rose got right up between them. And she just turned her back on the dude. Yep. And I she looked at the girl and she's that. like, do you need me to take you home? Yeah. I'll, we'll mm -hmm. drive you home right now. I, yep. Or 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 you can get in my car and he'll just follow. And, or like, I'll drive your car home and he'll just follow me home and, and he'll take me back to my place then. And we'll just come back. Yeah. Like, that's what we ended up doing. And that's that's what we ended up having to do because this dude just lost his mind altogether. Wow. Yeah. This is actually something we talked about in a private conversation it's easier for me to step in when it's vanilla. Oh, yeah. It's extremely difficult to make the same decision within, within the kinky lifestyle. I have no problem being the normal me and saying, I'm not going to be able to sleep with myself if I walk yeah, away. I, yeah. So I'm going to make sure that I'm prepared to help de-escalate if it's possible, have a phone on a dial tone to be yeah. able to call if something else right. is getting out of hand, but I need to offer my assistance. When it's in a kink scene, I am more likely to let that person fend for themselves. And then I wonder, should I have said something? Should I have done something? If there's dungeon monitors there to help, That's where I they are the experienced people. They know their crowd. They're, they're, no, they're running and the they're house. And they're going to intercede. Yeah. If we're in a situation where there's nobody there, I usually will... Not try and insert myself in their scene, but to be honest with you, I'm usually right up there on the edge and watching closely yeah. in case it becomes to... extremely yeah, apparent. Make, making eye contact. Yes. Okay. Yep. Wall Street. I'm dying to hear what you have to say. So, Hannah Gatsby, one of my Aspie brethren, says, knowledge is power, ignorance is a cage, feelings can be dealt with. The first, and this sounds selfish. The first thing I'm going to do is assess my own personal safety. You know, two different yeah. examples. If I'm seeing a couple out on the street versus okay. I'm in a crowded room with a hundred other people, I'm going to react approach that differently. Yeah. You know, th that show on 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 ABC called John with John Quinones. You know, what would you do? Yeah. I think that right. show should be called Who Wants to Get Stabbed? Because <laughs> like I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Like you see yeah. these people approach other people like. 
like a man and a woman in a park and no one's within a hundred feet, I'm like, you would you approach? No, why? I don't want to get stabbed. Like I, maybe that's just my natural fear. That's how I'm gonna die. I'm telling you right now. That's something I have to work on. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna die getting stabbed, saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. I'm calling it right now. Um, so if it's if it's in public, <laughs> if it's in public, maybe I don't insert myself. Maybe I find a police officer or someone of authority, someone who has another knife in case knives get pulled. <laughs> but also I, a good thing. I, I make sure that that I don't make a, a already dangerous situation even worse. Right. Um, if it's a kink scene, and there is clearly in my mind something that is wrong. I'll fucking jump between myself and the, between the, the sub and the flogger, and I don't care. And if I fucked up your scene, I will apologize. Mm-hmm. I'll show myself the door. If if me making an idiot of myself and fucking up your scene potentially saves someone from getting hurt, mm-hmm. great. I, I will do that 11 times out of 10. Or, you know, to that extent, find the, the dungeon monitor. Find the, you know, whoever's in charge of that space and say, hey, I've seen this. I'm concerned about that. Find the police officer in public. Find the bouncer. Find somebody else. You know, say, "Hey, I'm concerned about that." The stripper's being touched by that drunk marine. Probably (laughs) screwed that away. In in a kink environment, I'd be less willing to find the dungeon master, and I'll tell you. But here's why: and has again, it's assess my personal safety. Um, There's a lot of people at a club. There's only so many dungeon masters. If something's happening like right off the bat, I gotta go find the dungeon master. I gotta explain to the dungeon master. I gotta bring dungeon master back. Like that could take precious time like minutes could be at stake here i'd much rather cause a scene myself which actually makes a great idea like i could do something to draw attention like i don't want to say scream fire that's the worst thing you could do but like hey look at me as i shove like an anal plug up my ass something to draw attention away from what's currently happening something to break the scene up and then if i fucked up oh i'm sorry i thought that'll do it i thought you were (laughs) I thought you were dangerously hurting someone. I, I'll show myself the door, you know, but I, I don't want to take that chance. That's to yeah. your point, Vixen, like going to bed thinking, could I have stopped that? Yeah. I That's my worst nightmare. Okay, Matthew, Mike. I am paralyzed in the kink community because I consistently go through the back of my head as I don't know the dynamic. I don't know what has been discussed. And one of the things that we're talking about a lot here is these these consent violations and the physical aspects, the freeze, the flop, mm-hmm. and all these things. It would be very, very interesting if we held ourselves to a fire that said that we are accountable to be able to watch for these particular aspects. Wall Street, thank you. This is an excellent article. You know, and the other thing I would add, if you are going to be involved in a scene that could be potentially dangerous, like... I'll give you a great example. Um, if this is a consensual non-consent scene and you're doing it in a club, fucking tell people. Yes. Put up a sign that like, hey, we're doing a rape scene. If someone screams rape, this has been cleared. That way there's no confusion whatsoever. Yeah. Like, don't do something dangerous and stupid without telling the appropriate people and making sure everyone knows. Because that way, like, I almost want to say, like, if you're doing something that crazy and you don't tell people, like, now it's on you. Yeah, like, that, now yeah, you that, fucked now, up. Now you're the one that's on trial. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. That, now you're potentially violating the consent of the people around you. are like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Who aren't yeah. in on the, yeah. the action. Yeah, because they didn't consent to yeah. having to watch that yeah. unknowingly. I, yeah. I have friends who witnessed a an abduction scene, mm-hmm. and there was no notice given to anyone, and it triggered some people. Oh, I bet it badly, did. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing happens. So, all right. So, are we good with this one? I like, think I think it's a good, good stopping point this for part two. This is a great two. stopping point for part two. And, I, oh, hey, it was like 43 minutes. So you see that? We nailed it. Yeah. We nailed it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for hanging out with K1 on Podcast. Part two comes up on Saturday where we talk about... More consent violations, and this one's going to be more of a what? So this is going to be a little more controversial. We're going to break it into two parts. I don't say controversial. It's going to be a little more heated because we're going to be talking about common consent violations that we don't think of. So these are little things that we do day to day that we don't really treat oh, as so consent this, So we're going to fight on Saturday is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, point one, you're going to want to punch me in the face. Um, <laughs> and we're also, we're, <laughs> we're also going to have a really important conversation, which I, everyone needs to hear this. What to do when you're accused of a consent violation. There's a right way to handle it, and there's a wrong way to handle it. And we want everyone to handle it the right way. As someone who has been accused of consent violations, had I handled it the wrong way, things would have gone completely different than handling it the right way. Yeah. I, I have handled consent violations the wrong way on more than one occasion because I'm dumb and it takes me a little while to learn. But learn from my mistakes, That's please, and thank you. That's why I 
That's why I embarrass myself twice a week. Sometimes your existence is just to serve as a warning to others. Absolutely. And that's okay. I'm telling you, I'm that's all okay. about serving as a good, I'm a great, <laughs> bad example. I'm all about it. We can all be cautionary tales. <laughs> so, for Cersei and Knots, thank you very much for riding over there on Randy Andy. Are you going to, are you going to sleep under the table and be here for part two? Maybe, I, I maybe wear the green corset or the black corset? I was not think the black one. You want to wear yeah, the black one? Yeah. All right, cool. Shit, Cersei's going to sleep on the table. So for Cersei and Knott's Bandit, Vixen, Isaac and Faye, KMFD Mike. No. I almost used your real name. For Wall Street and for Chapin, I'm your host, Mr. Nominal Trust. Guys, we'll see you Saturday morning where we talk about part two for consent. Chapin, kick us out. sponsors they're for men use it anyway adult supervision recommended you're listening to the non-vanilla trist k101 podcast with mr nvt Trying to turn you guys on. That's all I want to do. Yeah, pull them pants in. Boobies!